Welcome to The Table. I'm your host, Jeff Harpole. On several occasions, I have noticed misnomers. So today we're talking a little bit about some misnomers. This would be one of many misnomers that people have or ideas that are not exactly correct. Um, it's interesting how many times people might propagate something that may not be true or it might be specific for them, but in the general sense, it's not true. I'll give you a couple of those um, thoughts, idea, ideas. When the scripture says that a man's gift will make room for himself, so often people have used that uh, in a good uh, way, an encouraging way. You know, you're discouraged and, 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 and you've really been working hard and someone comes and they consoles you and they say, don't worry, a man's gift will make room for himself. God will open up the door. Well, that's actually not what the scripture said, and that's not what it meant because we've taken that out of context. Actually, that particular scripture was meaning that a bribe, that a man will have a seat at the table, his gift, his bride, will give him access. So it was not a very good thing. Uh, A man's gift will make room for himself was really the path of a scoundrel. You you pay your way in. So, So basically the wealthy man... Uh, gets a seat. So it really wasn't talking about God opening up a door. So it's kind of a it's kind of a misuse of scripture and 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 yet I I know that the Lord can open up doors and of course if, if God is for you who can be against you. So probably maybe in a very specific almost quite finite way uh y- yes the Lord will the Lord will go before you. Um there's another thing that's been propagated um here in the last few years, um, in multiple circles, I, I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but I thought I might address it here at the table today. And that is, uh, with the concept, the word of balance to be in balance. I was with some, um, some folks and, and a young lady was speaking. She's very, very sweet and, and, and highly intelligent, uh, individual. And she was denouncing, balance. And she said, well, there's never balance. balance. She said, I've given up on balance. There's no such thing as balance because, you know, I'm, on one hand, I'm a mother and, and on the other hand, I'm, I'm a leader. And so uh, I can't, um, I can't, there's no way to balance all that out. And so uh, that has gained some popularity that there is no such thing as balance or there's no way to be in balance. And the reason why um that's gained popularity. And the reason why she uh, propagated that false notion, which I will call it a false notion, good intent, good intention. Um, she had a good intention, but, but not really correct. Um, it's the reason why is because balance does not mean uh, an equal portion of living. So you, sometimes people think, well, balance is, uh, it's gotta be 50, 50. And so it's, it's equality of, 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 uh, of, of presentations or equality of weights. Um, I was, uh, I was with a farmer not, not too long ago, I guess it was last summer. And I was looking at, um, uh, his big tractor and the tractor had a lot of horsepower and on the front of the tractor, um, I, I don't even know if it had a bumper, but it did have this, this large block of, of steel and, the steel was attached to the front of the tractor. And I said, man, that, that must be a lot of weight. He said, well, that's a counterbalance 
So at times when RPMs are high and you know you're really gunning it, that the front tires of the tractor won't lift up off the ground. I saw that uh, also on a lawnmower um, had the same thing. It was a much smaller uh, block of steel, but it's a counterbalance. You see, balance doesn't always mean that things are held in equal proportions. So there are times in life when you you have to you have to balance out um, your day uh, with with something else, but it may not consume the same amount of time. I would submit that people need to work. We we need to have good work ethic, but not sixteen hours a day. And I think people need rest, but not sixteen hours uh, sleeping. <laughs> I think people need to eat, but not all day long, unless you're on a cruise boat, which is like a floating buffet. Um, Balance, you have to have balance in your life, but it doesn't mean that there's 50% here and 50% there. And so that's a false notion. That's a misnomer. And that is difficult to do. In fact, if you're trying to have equality in your life and give everything equal time, you will be very frustrated. Now, if you're a parent, um, sometimes your children have one child has more needs than another. That doesn't mean you neglect anyone, but you might have at in season, particular seasons, you may you may need to spend more time um, dealing with one of your children. If you're a young person, you might need to understand the balance of your life. In your younger years, you need to spend a lot of time listening and studying, and less time talking and explaining. But as you get older, you need to speak more, and you need to speak about what you've learned and read. There's a balance to that. Um, And so uh, those are not always equal proportion. In the ministry, there are times when, when, uh, when the ministry or when leadership need to speak differently. Uh, One person might speak in different tones or terms. Um, it's not always the same. Uh, I'm always concerned about the angry leader. You know, he's always walking around. You know, trying to correct everyone, uh, leading by conflict. Uh, I've met some some people who lead by conflict, and it's a terrible it's a terrible way to lead. Um, I, I suppose it's the the opposing person is the laissez faire you know, apathetic leader. It doesn't say anything. So somewhere, somewhere in there, um, there might be, there might be a balance, but, but it's not always uh, equal. Uh, Even Paul will write to Timothy. He'll say to Timothy in second Timothy four, two Timothy preach the word. Okay. There it is right there. Preach the word. So overall you're preaching the word. Then he says, be instant in season and out of season. That's very, that's disconcerting. I know what in season means. I think it means you're prepared, you're ready. Out of season means you're shuffled, you're harried, you're 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 not put together. You don't really, uh, you don't you don't have the something right on the tip of your tongue. But you just have to be instant. It doesn't matter if you're prepared. Just be instant. It may not be as good as the other season. And then he says a few other words: reprove, rebuke, exhort. Now exhorting is wonderful. That's what most preachers do. That last part, we exhort. That's what most leaders do. We exhort. Now, you can exhort people 
in, at every table. At this table, there's a lot of exhortation going on. We exhort, uh, we explain. Paul said, with all long suffering and doctrine. Those are two different things. But the first two are interesting. Reprove, that's kind of, no, let's not do it that way. It's, it's, reprove is kind of like correction. But rebuke needs no defining word. You are rebuked. That means you are, um, uh, you are told that you were wrong, a rebuke. It's not all exhortation. It's not all teaching. It's not all preaching. There may be times when this, this balance means that there's some preaching and a lot of teaching. There may be some uh, 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 instruction, and, and I always lead by this way. 90% of what I do is instruction. Um, a, a, a lesser portion is correction. And in rare moments, it's rebuke. Um, everybody wants instruction. Very few, few people want correction. And almost no one will stay around for a rebuke. And so, so I'm always wanting to, um, to instruct. I'm hoping that the instruction will work. I'm, I'm, I'm giving the details. I'm giving what to do. Here's how to live. And here's what the Bible says. Here's what Jesus taught us. If you don't get that, then maybe it needs to be a little correction, but most people will stiff arm you in correction. But but a, a couple times in my ministry, uh, my ministry moments, I, it's the Lord's ministry, but in, in my time of ministry, and I've had to exercise rebuke, it's horrible. It's a terrible feeling. I, I'm sick. And the person who's, who's receiving that, uh, I'm sure they're not feeling very happy. I've been rebuked a few times and didn't feel good. But I, I stayed around um, to both heal and to learn. And even in the scripture, if, if you look in the scripture, you know, you'll find Jesus. And, and if, you'll, if, if you're reading about him, you'll see him as this compassionate, merciful, loving God. But Jesus said this, and um, he said, um, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Ooh, uh-oh. Really? If he loves you, he'll re- he will rebuke you. He will chasten you. And not everybody knows about the Lord. I, I often say that the modern era has created a God that does not exist. Um, but the Bible description of the Lord, uh, that's the description we have to find. Jude is going to write at the end of his, his, uh, his letter. He'll say, keep yourselves in the love of God. Look for mercy. It's wonderful. And then he writes a very uh, interesting um, couple of, of verses here that certainly cannot be held in equality. They cannot be held in both hands in equal form. Jude said in verse 22, and of some have compassion making a difference. Do you know that love makes a difference? I have reached more people standing on the platform of love than I ever reached standing on the platform of specifics and doctrine and 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 bible directives. Just love made a difference. That doesn't mean I don't believe the doctrine, but if you have compassion on people, you make a difference and some have compassion, you make a difference in their life by having compassion and love for them. But now Jude gives us another way. And he said, and others 
save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Not every message and sermon is about hell, but we need to hear about it. Not every message is about heaven, but we must have a yearning and desire to go there. Not every message is going to be about miracles and signs and wonders, but but we have to know about them and we have to pray that God would open that up. You see, balance is sometimes um, uh, given to us in, in proportions so that we can grow and learn. I would even say this, uh, as it regards the, the seasons of the earth, uh, the, the seasons that we have, unless you're in uh, some places in the tropics, but we know them because in the Old Testament it says as long as there's um, winter and summer, hot and cold, and and uh, spring and fall, as long as the earth will remain. So, so God basically uh, instituted these seasons of of the environment. Now, if you're looking uh, at Ecclesiastes, there's obviously a lot more seasons than four. Um, there's a times, a times and seasons. You know, time to laugh, cry, time for war, time for peace. So, but. As it regards the four seasons that we know of winter, spring, summer, fall, all of these things, just know that they're not equally proportioned. You want them to be, but they're not always proportioned. And the misnomer is that there is no balance. Yes, there is a balance of life. Yes, there is. Yes, there is a time. Yes, there is a time when you'll see a great harvest in your life. And there is a time when there is winter, and the winter may last much longer than the harvest. And the winter may last much longer than the spring. You don't know. And there may be times when you spend hours and hours uh, at church or at home or at work, but there's a counterbalance to that. And so that counterbalance may not last as long. There may be a season of your life if you're a young mother and you have children and, and you're you're pulling your hair out and there's toys everywhere and there's stuff everywhere and you never seem to get ahead and then you have obligations at work or at church or and um, all of those things. Let me just tell you, those seasons will shift and change. You can still be in balance. It may not be in that same season and it may not be equal. So I, I want to just... I want to address some of these misnomers because what happens is these individual statements are said and they're propagated and then people then start to live their life completely out of, of, of balance. Their purview is that there is no such thing and so, they, the, so, so they're not going to strive to, to hold uh, these things in their hand. And, and it's even frustrating then because you're always going to feel like, well, maybe I'm missing out on something. The fact of the matter is that, that you're going to have seasons in your life and times in your days, and not every day is going to be the same. But you commit all of those days to the Lord. So I would just encourage you at this table, I know this to be true after all these years of living, serving. I, I loved my teenage years. I had a lot of fun. I got into trouble sometimes. I, I loved my, my 20s. They were, they were wonderful I had a good time. I was so excited to get married and and find the love of my life. And and we traveled together. We talked a lot. And um, 
And then the day came when, when we had a baby and man, that just changed our whole lives. And, and we had to, we had to change everything. And, and then another baby, and then we lost our minds and had a couple more and, and toys everywhere and, and all kinds of stuff everywhere. And, and, you know, I've always been uh, a person that like, I'd like to have everything in order. Of course, children just, you know, scattered everything. And so it, everything was out of order, but those seasons of life do change. And I, I would say if you'll sit down at the table and just take a, a good look at where you're at, don't become frustrated. Don't become weary and well-doing. Don't think that your life doesn't matter. Yes, it's not going to, it wasn't the same today as it was yesterday. You can still be in balance. And here's how you start. And I'll, I'll end with this, but you're going to hear this on these podcasts for many days to come. You start your morning with the Bible and you read your scripture every morning. That means you have to get up about 10 minutes early or 15 minutes early. Start with the word. If you don't know what to do, open up your Bible to the first page of the first book of the first chapter and you start, this is how the Bible starts. In the beginning, God. That's it. That's all. You want to be in balance? Start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. Don't even read any more than that. That's your motto for being in balance. That's the pattern. In the beginning, God. Everything, when you start everything, it's with God. Before you go to bed, it's in God. Before you start a business, in the beginning, God. Before you, before you do anything, in the beginning, God. That's how you hold your life in balance in the beginning, God. And you start your morning in the word and he will wash you with the water of the word and the Lord will direct you and you feed yourself. Every time you're reading the Bible, you're spending time with God every time. It's a beautiful thing. And from there, the Lord will give you direction. So I just want to give you a little help here today because there's something beautiful at this table and this table has peace and contentment and love and joy. And you can even hold and balance things that are unsavory and disappointments because you know that your faith is being tried. But when you come out, you're going you're gonna to be purified. And you know that the Lord is good. He's not just good when things are going right. He's good all. He's good all of the time. He's good when the outcome is not good. He's good when you don't feel like he's good. He's still right. He's still good. So I think in, 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 in the realm of misnomers, a lot of these things destroy and distort uh, our, our view of both God and Christian living. And I said I was going to end, but um, this is my ending. <laughs> so I'll just offer this. I was with a carpenter many years ago. He was measuring um, a wall. He was about to put up a wall. And he said to me, Jeff, we have to get this right. Because if we're off a little bit, by the time we're, we're at the end, um, we could, a, a, a little bit here, a half an inch here, we could be off a foot um, at the end. The longer that wall was going to be, I, I can't remember if he was pouring a foundation or whatever it was, but he said, 
the longer it is, the, the farther off we'll be. You've got to be on point. And that's what happens with misnomers, ideas, personal ideas, subjective concepts. Man, you start a little bit, you get off, and then as you grow and get older, man, you can be way, you can be far, far away. You have a little misdirection on an open sea, and your boat might not even hit the land you were hoping for because, because you've, you, you've, you've succumbed to the, to the false ideas and philosophies, even from good people, good-hearted people, wonderful people, even people that serve God and love God. They may have great insight into many things, but if you gravitate towards a philosophy that they have, unproven, unbiblical, unfounded philosophy, it may lead you astray. And years later, you'll look back and say, man, how, how did I get this far off? Well, it's because you followed someone, you adopted something that was not true. It wasn't true when they said it, and it misled you down a wrong path. I would just say, just in this one misnomer, we'll, we're going to do many of these, but this one thing of balance. Balance is not just that equal proportion of two things in your hand. And it's not a 50-50 split. It is something that keeps you in check. It's a voice. It's a time. It's a dedication. And we want to be in harmony in our lives with the Lord, with our family. I have to spend time with my family. I always say, I have these four children who have this crazy notion I should be their father. They want time with me. They want me to talk to them. And so for me to be in line with the Lord, I've got to spend time with my with my spouse and with my kids. I've got to spend time with God. And by the time I'm done with all of that, there to be in proper balance, I may not be able to handle all the other things that people want me to handle. Their expectations may be far greater than my ability. And if I meet their expectations, expectations, I could be severely out of balance and I could be suffering. So I would just... I would just submit to you, this is a beautiful table conversation. We want to be in harmony with God and with our families and with the Word of God. I'm so glad you came to my table today. There's so much more to come.